We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I'm Adam Zdroik, joined by Chris Owen to talk game week three in the Premier League. We're back for another week. Chris is, he had to get his mind refreshed in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. He he went to nature. I said, I think I said the prior week that I went did some camping. I, I refreshed my mind. So Chris, you refreshed your mind after a difficult game week two, uh, but we're back and, and ready to go. You got your chi going. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, I, I guess if I guess you could call it my chi. Lot, tough week for me last week. Maybe a lack of preparation. Maybe a lack, definitely a lack of results. But I did play. I was on a went on a golf trip with some buddies last last weekend, and that's I, I always kind of consider that to be like going outside light. You know, getting in nature light because golf is not a you know golf. you're not out in the woods, you're not hiking, you're not camping, you're like literally on manicured grass. So. It's not quite, I th- but I, I do think that now I'm back in the home office here. I, I got Alex Morgan over the, signed Alex Morgan right over my right shoulder. I got the, got the scarfs in the background. I, so I do feel better about being back in the, in the office here at a uh, worldwide headquarters for uh, half of kits and wagers. But yeah, we're back. And uh, I do, I'm really fun game week here. We've got some interesting matchups. We're going to talk about, you know, big one on Sunday with Newcastle, Liverpool, I love, we're gonna. I think we're gonna talk about a couple other teams, and uh, it's been a it's been a grind at least for season long from FPL and Fantrax. I you know a tough start for me overall, and uh, I you know part of this is the preparation to get the season long team going. So I'm I'm looking forward to uh, discussing a couple more games this week. It's not good when it's game week three and Chris is already calling it a grind, but uh, yeah. Well, luckily there's 36 more game weeks, so we, we yeah. can make we can change things. It's never too early. Luckily, we have a long way to go, so yes, can change exactly. your mind here pretty pretty shortly. Yeah, yes. so we got uh, we have so Chelsea play Luton Town on Friday. We won't be talking about that one, but uh, as I look before the show, there's EFL Cup. Uh, I believe that is the Carabao Cup. There's cup matches next Tuesday and Wednesday, so there's no Monday match. Uh, so now, we're, I mean, we're not gonna get rotation in league play, but we're gonna see we're gonna see how deep some of these teams are, kind of a thing. Uh, we'll see what, uh, what can we're the first game we're talking about Everton against Wolverhampton. We'll see just how deep both of these teams are. Uh, I'm not sure when their games are Tuesday or Wednesday, 
but two teams without, I'd say without a ton of depth have had interesting off seasons while Everton has had a bunch of injuries here in the early season. We got Everton at plus 130 to win at home. This is Everton who just got smoked by Aston Villa last weekend. I guess Wolverhampton also got smoked by Brighton. So there you go. Everton plus 130 to win. That was actually plus 100 10 days ago. So uh, Wolves getting some money. Wolverhampton are plus 220. They were plus 250 10 days ago. And the draw is plus 235. Over two and a half goals is plus 115. Under two and a half goals, minus 145. Two teams that have been struggling to score. And you see the under two and a half at minus 145. Not surprising. I'll mention the injuries here. And we got suspension for Matthias Nunez, who also happens to be in rumors to go to Manchester City. But Manchester City's first bid was apparently not enough for him. Uh, so that is Wolverhampton's only absence. But we have Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who has battled numerous, you know, muscle injuries throughout the last, I don't know, three seasons. Uh, he made a questionable move uh, to charge, to go for a ball, and clocked his head, got a fractured cheekbone uh, on Emiliano Martinez. He's out for this week, at least. Uh, I will be, has a hamstring injury. He's out for the next month. So you got two absences there. We know McNeil's out. New signing Jack Harrison's still out. Uh, so we have questions for Everton starting 11. So as you can see here, Maupe and Danjuma possibly set to get the start. Uh, we could see Lewis Dobbin, some young player who came off the bench for him last week. We could see him start. He's been talked up a bit by Deitch, but we'll see. Needless to say, neither team entirely that deep. But uh, Chris... Maybe the ugliest match we're going to be talking about here, but just two teams that are struggling to score. And I don't, they neither one has a true forward currently, outside of, I guess, if you want to call Neil Malpe a true forward. Yeah. This is one of those matches, you know, maybe we don't, we didn't want to talk about it, but we have to talk about it. We're doing our due diligence here. You know, when we cover Man City and Newcastle or Chelsea Liverpool, or later we'll talk about Newcastle Liverpool. You know, those are great games because we're, we're they're top, you know, potentially top six, top four sides. But this is one of those games that's probably going to matter game week 38 when we're talking about relegation battles between Everton and, and Wolverhampton. Everton obviously avoiding the drop the last two seasons by the hair that chin chin chin. Wolverhampton was one of our big, big picks here in our futures pod to potentially be relegated given the financial circumstances, given the coaching uh, carousal carousel that they've got going on. But yeah, this is an interesting matchup. And, you know, first first reaction is like, let's go smash the under on something. But you don't get any value to smash the under until you're, I think it's minus one and a half. So you're, you're looking at a one goal game. So there's not, you know, my, I was like, oh, yeah, let me go just grab these good odds here on, on a minus two and a half. But that was not possible, unfortunately. I think, yeah, you got to go to, it's minus under was under, under two and a half was. Uh, minus 145. Yeah, so and then under one and a half is actually plus two ten, which is an interesting. You know, it might be a fun kind of bet, and you get really good yeah. odds just for like a one zero or a zero zero. So that was first reaction. Um, but looking at the two sides, you know, neither have been. You know, they they've got one goal between them in in four total games. Uh, it would that was Wolverhampton scored a goal uh, last weekend against Brighton, where they lost four one. Of course, Everton 1-0 against Fulham, 4-0 against Aston Villa last weekend, which was they got absolutely smashed. You know that I thought they, uh, you know, from I watched the extended highlights, so not the full game, but it looked like Villa really took it to them throughout. 
and they weren't really ever in the game. Of course, Wolves arguably had a shout to uh, to get a penalty against Manchester United in that match, so they could have they could have pulled a goal back there. But I think it's going to be tough here for either either team to score. Um, it's <laughs> I, I had a difficult time finding bets here, but I'm going to go no on both teams to score. It's minus one one oh five. The unders aren't really there. And then if you wanted to go a different route, I and don't think that there's going to be a ton of goals. I think that you could go to goal bands um, and you can find that one to two goals is minus one Oh five, which I kind of like a little bit more than the classic two to three goals, which is pretty standard. That's plus 100. I just don't think that there's going to be a third goal. And even the thing that would scare me, it would be a zero, zero, <laughs> a zero, zero draw. But uh, I do think right. maybe we can score a goal here and it might be one Oh, or, or somehow two Oh, but yeah, two, two teams that are inept at scoring goals and, and uh, going to find themselves probably at the bottom of the table come, come the end of the season. Yeah. Basically both these teams had the same issue last season, gone into this new season, Wolverhampton, I mean, they're, they're still getting Sasa Kalachik back from his torn ACL, but he's still not ready to start or not play a ton. Uh, that's basically considered a new signing. We already talked about what happened with uh, Lopetegui there. And then Everton, they have Dan Juma, and we'll see what he can do. He hasn't played a ton yet. He uh, had like some kind of minor injury early on. But, yeah, knowing both teams to score, you look at some of these early matches and – Wolverhampton probably should have got one, probably should have got a PK. I think it was against Manchester United in the opener. They had some chances. Everton probably should have scored against Fulham. But it's I feel like we're going to be saying this a lot about these teams. Probably should have scored maybe once or twice in this match, but they didn't because they, they just can't convert. So, and, and then you take Iwobi out, DCL is out again. I don't think that helps very much. So, and then Matthias Nunez, who's being looked at by Manchester City, you take him out as well. So it's like, okay, what are these teams going to be looking like here? Um, needless to say, I'm going with a corner bet. I did some number research here uh, for the podcast people. I'm four and two. Chris is two and four. Uh, I'm I'm working, as you'll see in some upcoming bets, I'm working to get my numbers up because uh, I do like to do some crazy bets here and there uh, to get that. That I'm up plus 148 on $100 bets. I like that to be a little more, but I got over 10 and a half corners. What I was going to say, I'm 3 and 0 in corner bets this season on this show. Standard protocol. Yeah. Uh, the thing about corner bets is that they're, the numbers are really difficult on a lot of the number, on uh, whether you look at first half, second half kind of thing. I'm just doing full game here. And I think that Everton. What Sean Deitch has liked to do is kind of come out attacking a little bit. I think they'll get a few corners early in the first half, but I think it'll eventually be kind of like a back-and-forth match. This isn't the same defensive Wolverhampton team. I think they'll be fine with, you know, trying to trying to get something happen, trying to get three points from this match. So I think it's – I don't think either team is just going to sit back and be like, yeah, let's play like, I don't know, Sheffield United and play for a scoreless draw. Like I think both these teams think they can get three points out of this one. I think both of them are going to go for it. I think that's going to lead to corners. So that's over 10 and a half corners at plus 105. No on both teams to score. Minus 105 for Chris. So, Chris, uh, who do you think? You think Everton won nil, or or would you just go straight up score the straw here? I honestly go Wolves. Wolves? Wolves uh, yeah. won nil? Yeah. I mean, I've watched a little bit of Everton and I, I have, I've seen both teams, but, uh, I think Wolves in the, in the small sample size of teams that I've seen, it looks slightly better. 
we probably could have taken a point. Well, still got to sink a PK, but probably could have taken a point against Manchester United. I don't know. They uh, last season, just for historical context, it was one-one at Wolverhampton, and then Wolves actually won two-one when they played at uh, Goodison last season. That would that was back on Boxing Day. So Wolves have had the better of them. They won three of the past four matches against Everton. So I think uh, if there if there's a team that's going to win, it might be uh, might be Wolverhampton. Looks like Adam found the mute button again. The classic, uh, both teams struggle to score, but uh, each of them score in both meetings last season. Are you worried about that, those results at all? Uh, yeah, slightly. I mean, knowing <laughs> both teams to score, you know, both teams scored in both matches last last season. So, of course, that concerns me. But they have one goal in, in uh, what is that, 360 minutes? Yeah. Team, so yeah, I mean, and that's all. I mean, it's just always the worry when you when you do this kind yeah. of bet. It's like, well, both teams, you know, they struggle to score, but they also both both are going to be near relegation and are terrible. Yeah. So maybe their defenses just give up a free goal, kind of a thing. Yeah. From a, from a purely betting standpoint, I I always like, and we'll get to this in a, in one of these matches, but I always enjoy the no on both teams to score rather than the like no on both or yes on both teams to score no draw bet, which is you know right in the same spectrum of bets. But yeah, I think this is a bit safer. Yeah. All right. Next game we're talking about. We got Brighton at home against West Ham. This one is later on Saturday. I think it's standalone here, eleven thirty a.m. Eastern. But we got Brighton. Continuing what they did last season, even with some new pieces in the lineup, minus 190 to win. West Ham are plus 475. These odds haven't changed too much. Much The draw is plus 370. Over. So this is a little different than the last game we talked about. Over three and a half goals is plus 130. Under three and a half is minus 165. Under two and a half is plus 145. In terms of injuries, suspensions, Aguerd was suspended last week in the match against Chelsea. So we figure Agbana is going to come into the back line. They have a couple of different options. And CISO, it seems like he picked up a knee injury. He started last match, uh, but Joao Pedro actually started the first match of the season. So we're going to assume that Joao Pedro is back in the starting 11. Otherwise, there's no real any injury issues here. So Brighton at home dominated this match last season. Why isn't that going to happen again here? Uh, why is that not going to happen? Hmm. I, Looking I mean, at your bet, I don't know if you can come up with a reason. <laughs> yeah. West Ham, I mean, good addition to James Ward-Prowse. Automatically pays off last last week. I think he's uh, – who it was scored off the corner kick. His corner kick. I think it was Aguerd. Aguerd had the goal and red guard. Yeah. I mean, the, the double there, the classic double. But, yeah, James Ward-Prowse, great addition. Love him. Love the mess of Hampton. You know, adds adds a little bit that they didn't have, and of course, huge result against Chelsea. Like, that's not just like an easy, easy win. I mean, yes, they were at home. Yes, Chelsea like are once again have a inept at goal scoring, but that was a good result. But yeah, Brighton smashing the lower the lower tier teams. What we would say is two two teams that are probably going to be in the the bottom five at least at the end of the season. Maybe at least you know a little more conservatively in the bottom 10 in Luton town and Wolverhampton, they get a bit, bit tougher test here um, against um, West Ham. But yeah, I actually, <laughs> I, I, I have a stream of bets here, but I think Brighton have just been so impressive. You know, Moises Casado, who Alex McAllister, who they just bring in these, they bring in new players into the, into the team and it doesn't matter. I mean, they're, 
they're rocking James Miller at right back, I'm pretty sure. Um, and they should have a – Jao Pedro has looked good. It sounds like they only have – is it Julio Encisco, who's who might be a little bit of a, uh, a doubt for them. He I think he had two assists last week, but, you know, that's that's more attacking depth than anything. So they might be missing him, but I still think here – I like Brighton at home. They've been just super strong. And then from a historical context, they've been really good against West Ham as well. They have uh, – they last, last season they smoked – West Ham 4-0 at the Amex, and then they actually went to London Stadium and won 2-0. And then even before that, you know, season before, it was 3-1. So they've been beating beating West Ham up here in, in the last three matches. I like Brighton to win this one again. It's a bit of an ask here, but uh, we're going to go minus one and a Brighton minus one and a half. Um, and what do we have for odds on that one? Plus 130. Plus 130. So pretty, a little higher odds than some of the other ones we've done, but uh, – I like them to, you know, continue what they've got going. It's just like it's it doesn't matter who they plug into the starting eleven there, but they, they're just getting it done. They keep scoring goals. Yes, they might face a little stronger back line here than they did in the first two matches, but I still like them to do it. And then um there 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 was an inch another interesting bet. Given that they've scored eight goals in two matches, you could go Brighton over two and a half goals, which is quite a bit of you know, three goals at West Ham's could be a big ask but that is plus 150 so if you think you know yes i like Brighton to win by two goals yes i think they're going to continue their, their goal scoring form you got over two and a half at plus 150 as well so chris gave me this bet this morning and i was also on it he, he's on <laughs> let me put up the graphic here brighton minus one and a half i think we're on the same same basic thought here brighton kind of smashed him in the spot last season and from what we've seen from west ham I know they got the win against Chelsea. I wouldn't say it was it was overly impressive. I just went through some recent numbers. They had one. I know they're ahead in the majority of these games here, but they had twenty four percent possession against Chelsea and then thirty seven percent possession possession against Bournemouth. Um, as you can see in the graphic here, I may have gotten a little crazy with this bet, but the corners odds, as I've been saying, are, are just not what I want. So we have over four and a half corners in the first half is at minus 150. Not going to take that. Anything on Brighton, I guess some of these numbers have changed. But uh, last season, like West Ham was my, uh, I don't know, kryptonite, I guess, in terms of corner bets, because they're a team that just doesn't have, they never like having possession. So projecting corners is always like, is always a game, is always unpredictable. And that's kind of what I'm going with here. So I got West Ham race to five corners at plus 475. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna build this out for you right here. This 475 bet. So we'll we'll just say that maybe let's say Brighton score first half. Let's say Brighton get up to an early lead. They get out to a lead, something that hasn't happened in these prior West Ham games. They got out to a lead against uh, against Bournemouth. They got out to a lead against Chelsea, so you know they're never having to chase the game. They're going to be a situation where they have to chase a little bit. So let's just say maybe Brighton get one or two goals, and in the process, maybe they only have two or three corners. It's not like it's not going to be. This isn't a situation where they're playing, as you mentioned, the prior teams are playing where they're going to, just going to have a, a noticeable edge kind of all over the place. Now we're going against you know Suchich, Ward Prowse in the middle, Pocket Tup. Bowen, all these guys who we know have probably a slightly more quality than anything Brighton has faced so far, in addition to West Ham's defense being pretty solid as well. 
So let's just go with the bases. Okay, we'll, we'll say that Brighton get a couple goals, but they don't get a ton of corners in the process. So West Ham, the second half, they're having to push a little more, a little more than they had the prior two games. That's going to lead to some JWP corners. West Ham raced to five corners, plus 475. Let's do it, Chris. Wow. We don't we don't usually – I mean, good on you for <laughs> 475 bet. I don't, I don't think I've seen this number come across. Kiss and wagers podcast so um this is this is one i'll have an eye on um yeah wow good good stuff and, and to, to adam's credit here i i did send him my bet and he let me know that that was actually his bet before so <laughs> we're both on brighton minus one and a half but uh you know he was kind enough to say that hey you can he didn't say you can have it he said he didn't say anything actually but then he switched his bet to this one and it ended up being plus 475 so i kind of love it you know, so I think I said I'm I'm gonna get wild here. Or yeah, yeah, like yeah, what you, yeah, exactly. And and in fact, you did. So here we are, West Ham race to five corners. There's always a chance with Brighton games where they just get seven corners in the first half, and you're like, well, that's why that's why this bet was plus four seventy five. But I think there's also a chance that what happens is kind of what I laid out here. So hopefully, hopefully that happens there. But yeah. again. I got West Ham race to five corners at plus four seventy five. Chris has Brighton minus one of minus one and a half, uh, plus one thirty. All right. Next game we got. We're moving on to Sunday. There are three Sunday matches. Um, this one is yes, this is a later one. We got in the morning. We got Burnley at Aston Villa, and then Manchester City against Sheffield United. That should be a fun one. But this one is maybe probably, yeah, it is the biggest one of the weekend. We got Newcastle at home against Liverpool. Newcastle have had a pretty interesting opening few matches here. I mean, they open at home against Aston Villa, considered a top 10 team, maybe some top six. Then they go to Manchester City. Now they're hosting Liverpool. So just a just a, just a tough overall schedule for them. So a uh, big match here just to get points out of. Newcastle plus 115 to win. Liverpool plus 195, draw is plus 300. For some reason, some more money has been coming in on the draw. Uh, un- unclear why, but we got there's another match where there's going to be goals, or at least it expects to be goals. We got over three and a half, plus 120, under three and a half, minus 155, under two and a half at plus 160. Chris, when this match happened last season, uh, it was 2 0 to Liverpool, but I remember. It was Nick Pope got a red card in maybe the 20th or so minute. And then Newcastle probably outplayed Liverpool the rest of the match with 10 guys. Uh, That is kind of in my mind a little bit with some of my bets. I do like this one a lot. Injury situation. I don't think there's anything major for Liverpool. McAllister is eligible after his bogus red card. Uh, So that is probably the big news. There are some reports that maybe we could see Endo in the starting eleven. And then we move like Gakpo up to the front three instead of the midfield. So that could happen. Something to keep an eye on. As for Newcastle, they do have, it doesn't seem like Jolinton's going to be ready to start uh, after getting injury, injured last week. So probably be Sean Longstaff in the starting lineup. Uh, but Chris, this is your squad. I believe your, your record last season, I think Liverpool was your, may have been your best record. So uh Tell us what's going to happen in this game. Tell us what's going to happen. Good question. Good statement. We have, I mean, you didn't mention it, but 
we'll see. It sounds like Trent Alexander-Arnold did pick up. Like, I think he got kind of smoked in the ankle last week, and we have him. We have him listed as day to day, but we'll see if he. I mean, he should be back in. He was lot. he was training earlier this week, so I think he'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're right though. I mean, I think in that la- that previous matchup at St James Park, it was uh, it was two nil. Um, Liverpool were looking pretty good, and then Nick Pope made like a crazy boneheaded play about 40 yards from his goal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, um, automatic red card. And then the, the game could have just kind of tapered off. Newcastle definitely had their chances after that, but they were 2-0 down playing playing without an extra guy. So the game, you know, what was arguably probably going to be a, a, you know, awesome game kind of just turned into a bit of a slugfest there. I do expect this to be um, another – I mean, I think all the odds are telling us that it's going to be, like, a pretty high-scoring affair. I think I read that Liverpool have given up, like, eight big chances from a defense defensive perspective. So they're certainly – you know, all of the question marks that we had going into the season about are they going to be able to tighten up their, their back line? No, of course not. Why would they? Um, so they're giving a big, and it's not like they're they're playing. I mean, Chelsea and then um, Bournemouth last weekend. Bournemouth could have been two zero up in the first like ninety seconds. Uh, Trent, of course, played in. Uh, I forget who it was for Bournemouth, and he had no 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 problems finishing that one to go one zero, and then the game kind of turned on its head. Um, McAllister got that red card, and I mean they were kind of in cruising mode at that point, and then they got a they got another goal to make it three one while they were down ten or down to down to ten men. This one, I expect it's a uh, it's a little interesting. I was looking at the historical matchups here, and Newcastle haven't beaten Liverpool, I think, at least in the Premier League since 2014. So it's been you know nearly 10 years here. I think you know this is a much different team, obviously, uh, much different ownership, but you know new new players here, and I do think that uh, this team is a lot stronger. They're way 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 better defensively than Liverpool is, but uh, it'll be tough for them to to kind of hold back on, on that back line. I wanted to go overs on the goals. That was, there's nothing really of value. You got to go to, I think plus three and a half is really where you start to get your plus odds. Otherwise there's nothing over plus two and a half. That's worthwhile. It's like minus minus one eighty or something like that. So that wasn't an option. I did look at um, some other things, but I ended up going both teams to score. No draw minus one, minus one Oh five. I have, this is a bet I don't truly love, but if you're if you are like Adam and likely on all the Newcastle bets here, um, makes sense to to look elsewhere. But I'm on I'm on a this might be like a, a two one three two you know instant Premier League classic. So I went on that. Both teams have scored no draw. Liverpool's defense gives up a ton of uh, a ton of chances. Their their attack is you know pretty powerful here and it'll be interesting to see how Newcastle deals with them. I was a little disappointed in Newcastle. I mean, yes, they were at Manchester City last weekend, but I did kind of expect them to to have a, you know, they were to have a better showing. They were uh, Man City was Sands, Kevin De Bruyne, they were missing some other players, but you know, Holland had about two or three chances. He, he usually packs away. Um Phil Foden looked electric for City. And I, I did expect a little bit more out of out, uh, out of uh, Newcastle, but uh, Man City kind of just neutralized their physicality, um, which usually is how they kind of blow past teams. But yeah, I, I did expect more from them. Um, so, I, anyways, to wrap this up, both I'm on both teams to score no draw minus one hundred five. I'm, I'm expecting like a three two game or a, a two one game here. Yeah, speaking of that Manchester City match, it was 
I don't know, all over Twitter, from what I saw, all these Newcastle players were, you know, benching Manchester City players or, or kicking them out of their FPL teams. And it's like, oh, okay, Newcastle, they're they're serious here. And then I was like, actually, uh, they're still at a level below the best team in the world. So, which, you yeah. know, isn't, wasn't too surprising at the, at the end of the day. But I think yeah. this is, so we got the bounce back spot from that Manchester City result. Bounce back spot at home, a team that has been cruising at home throughout the past year, and then also a revenge spot here. And I think you almost can – I'm going to do it for my purposes, but I think you can actually throw out all of the – any of the prior matchups. So when these teams played at Liverpool last season, Liverpool actually got a 98th winner from Carvalho. Yeah. Uh, that was a 2-1 two, result. But in that game, Matt Target started, Ryan Frazier started, just guys who are no longer in this – Newcastle team but I mean even then Newcastle still managed to almost get something out of it and in that red card game Elliot Anderson it may have been I maybe have to double check this but it may have been his first Premier League start uh, when he got that against Liverpool I know he's a good young player but uh, still pretty relevant that someone is getting his first start at home against against Liverpool so this all goes to say that I have I like a bunch of different bets and you're going to wonder why don't you just take, you know, Newcastle money line by itself at plus 115? Well, because I also think that they're going to get a ton of corners. So uh, I think I think Newcastle over four and a half corners is almost like an automatic bet. So I'm just turning the Newcastle money line at plus 115. I'm turning that into plus 220. So that's Newcastle money line. This is a single game parlay I put together in DraftKings. Newcastle money line with over four and a half corners, plus 220. As I said, bounce back, revenge at home. I think they're just gonna get at get on it from the start. We'll see what can ha- what Liverpool's defense can do. They they kind of figured things out a little bit after after that. What Chris said, the first 10, 20 minutes of that Bournemouth match, you know, maybe they put Endo in the midfield and that kind of you know balances things out a little bit and they look a little bit more competent, but. At Newcastle, I'm not sure that's the place to, to uh, that will actually see it. Uh, I was I was wrong with my uh, Aston Villa at Newcastle bet, and I'm going to be on Newcastle. I'm not going to go against Newcastle this time. I think it's I think it's Newcastle here. So, Chris, you you mentioned the two one three one. Are you going to say that's for Newcastle, or are you going to say it's for Liverpool? Uh, I'm not going to say honestly. <laughs> if uh, you know, I mean they haven't beaten them since 2014. Yeah, uh, Newcastle hasn't beaten Liverpool since 2014. Different situation, like I said, but. You know, if Newcastle drop, you know, whether it's drop points or, or uh, whether that's a draw or loss, I mean, alarm bells are starting to kind of go off. Yes, they have a tough, tough beginning of the season here, but I think they have Brighton next week and then they have Brentford the week after. So, like, one of the toughest starts of the season, and then they're going to be getting into Champions League play. So, which is like, you know, that just adds another layer of, of complexity to, to the Premier League in, in, you know, whether it's injuries or rotation. I think that, I mean, this is a big, massive game for them to start the season because they got an, an, another tough team next week. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I do think, yeah. And it's, yeah, exactly. So big game for them. They need points. Uh, Liverpool, I mean, you can say the same thing, thing for Liverpool here too. But yeah, I think that there was a, uh, a new article in The Athletic this morning. I, didn't, I haven't read it yet, but it, the, the headline was Why are Liverpool uh, giving up so many big chances? So doesn't it exactly give you confidence um, to, to place a bet on them. So that's fun. I'm steering away from, from picking a winner. 
Yeah, this this schedule. I'm surprised I didn't see more. Just like maybe maybe I just ignored them, or, or just like people, Newcastle fans, just complaining about the schedule. Like this is by far the most difficult schedule of any team in the league. Manchester City, Liverpool, Brighton, uh, and then Aston Villa in that first one. So I mean, you figure that's yeah. that's all top six, top eight sides. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of crazy. So as you said, it's that makes it even more vital to get points in this spot. So. You, you also made a good point about putting Endo into the starting 11. I mean, like, pretty unknown uh, unknown commodity, at least to me. And, yeah, I mean, they're clearly missing that, that like, shield in front of the in front of the uh, the back line that who can kind of, you know, pick up pick up balls and, and uh, stop attacks. But, yeah, I, he would be – I think he came on for the last, like, little bit there, last, like, maybe mm-hmm. half hour against um, – against, was that, uh, last, last weekend – and so he would he would be an interesting dynamic, and yeah, Cody Gakpo has not really gotten going yet this season. I think I have him in our fan. Adam and I are in a fan tracks league too, and I have him there, and he hasn't done anything. Um, so yeah, you wasn't you projected ten goals, ten assists from Gakpo? Is that right? I did. That was that was my hot take. I was like, he's just gonna play like that that Bobby Firmino kind of sit in the hole and, and spray type of thing, and he's, he is yeah, he's yeah, sitting yeah. a little too far. Yeah, too far deep, too far yeah. deep. So. I would love to see them, yeah, maybe put a holding midfielder in and and, and put him up up again. But yeah, it, we'll see. Should be this is the one you know one we look forward to for the weekend. It caps off of a beautiful weekend of, of uh, EPL too. So yeah, again, Chris, both teams to score no, no draw minus one hundred five. Uh, and I got a single game parlay Newcastle money line with over four and a half corners plus two twenty. If you don't want to put corners in there, just take Newcastle money line, or you could just take corners, whatever that's at. That's probably like minus, I don't know, 130 or something. But We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're on to the the team parlay here, which hasn't gotten off to a great start I'll say Chris had Newcastle double chance last week at at Manchester City I had something that did not hit um, I already put it out of my head so there you go uh, but but yeah uh, I'll just go first here because my first bet is Newcastle minus 0.5 corners in the first half against Liverpool that's minus 120 just got done talking about that for 10 minutes. I just think Newcastle are just going to try and get those three points in the first half and try and put it away, kind of what they did against Aston Villa a little bit. And I think it's going to lead to corners. And I think their midfield may end up being a little bit better than Liverpool's. Uh, we'll Again, we'll see how they line up, but I think they're just going to have more corners. So uh, 
Newcastle minus 0.5 corners in the first half, minus 120. What do you got? I got Boardmouth double chance um, at they're playing at home against Tottenham minus 125. You can get that for it. I love a I love a good double chance bet for a team that's playing at home, especially when the odds are pretty solid here. You're you're getting good odds. Yes, Tottenham looked pretty good last weekend. Um, they've varying degrees of, of excellence from them. Um, so I, I just think you know Boardmouth. They I mean like I said they could have been a 2-0 up against Liverpool last weekend within like six minutes. I think that, you know, they're playing at home. Anytime a Premier League team is playing at home against a, a side, it's like kind of a, the first thing I look at is that double chance because, you know, it's you get the fans behind you. You can you can take a draw away, you know, best case scenario win. But I Tottenham have kind of been a little bit all over for me. I do. I mean, big Ange, man. He's uh, he, I love his uh, his post game interviews for Tottenham. They, they're just they're awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where I'm at for this one. Hopefully, we can bounce back. Uh, par- Parlay is right now struggling, but uh, I think we can. It takes one good week for us to go back up. Yeah, I think we were like 10 and 20 or something last season, and we were still up 700 or 800 bucks. So that's yeah. that's why it's that's why it's a parlay because we have some that go to pl- all of them are plus 200, plus 300, plus 400. But for any, does any of your Getting into Bournemouth coming to play with James Madison probably not being ready to start, and then them having to change things up there in, in the in the middle of the field. Considering Madison has probably been probably been their best player through two matches. Yeah, I mean, certainly would be a big miss for them. I was talking to a, a Tottenham f- uh, fan who's a friend, and I was like, you know, Dominic Sobosly going to be the signing of the season. Um, just has some banter, and he's like, "No, it's going to be James Madison. He looks absolutely electric for in that in that Tottenham attack." And I mean, he does, to be fair, he does look great. Um, so yeah, no, no Madison would be a huge miss for for Tottenham, especially because you know, obviously, no Harry Kane anymore. Then you're asking a whole lot from uh, Kulichewski, Richarlison, and Son to really kind of create it. I do. I will say, I think it, he was man of the match last weekend. Papa Papasar, Papasar. Yeah. Um, he looked great. He got away with a goal, you know, it's kind of all over the pitch and he's been a really, a really good addition for them too. So um, we'll see. No Madison certainly makes me feel a little bit better, better about the uh, double chance bet. I think the good, the cool thing. Mm, cool. I guess I'll say cool. Okay. Uh, just about these central midfielders for Tottenham. Cause like Hoisberg is, is on his way out. Uh, he just doesn't, I don't know what happened. He didn't fit with, with uh, the new manager or what happened there, but like Pape Sar, Oliver Skip started the opener, Basuma, like these guys who just weren't working last season. Because, uh, I mean, Basuma was the big signing. Yeah. He was the guy in Brighton's midfield before Mo- Moises Caicedo. So he was a big signing, uh, was it maybe two years ago, one year ago? Uh, and then Sar was also on their team last season. Uh, he got he got some minutes in the World Cup, and then he, you know, he went back to Tottenham and was like, well, can't really get minutes here. And now these guys, it's like, okay, these guys are both actually really good. And if they're in the right system, they're, you know, some of the better, maybe some, one of the best midfielder midfields here in the league. So that's just uh, what the difference in managers can do. And it's, I, I guess cool is the, is the right word I'll say. Yeah. Pretty cool yeah. that, you know, guys who didn't have a role last season, all of a sudden they're, they're, you know, looking pretty good here. So. Yeah. They're, uh, they're definitely playing a, a much, much better brand i'll say last last year they were tough to watch yeah yeah again team parlay i got newcastle minus 0.5 corners in the first half against liverpool 
That's minus 120. Chris has Bournemouth. Double chance against Tottenham, minus 125. That equals plus 230 odds. That's all we got for the show. Again, here's the uh, cheat sheet I just pulled up. Cheat sheet, rotowire.com slash soccer trial, free 48-hour trial. This has lineups for every team as well as odds, goal-scoring odds. Look at these goal-scoring odds. We got Holland at minus 275 to score next closest. Maybe surprisingly, Nicholas Jackson of Chelsea at minus 135. Looking to get his first uh, club goal there for him in that Friday match. But looking at these games here, you mentioned an intriguing schedule. We just have four massive favorites. Manchester City against Sheffield United. Arsenal home against Fulham. Chelsea home against Luton Town. Manchester United home against Nottingham Forest. What team are you most worried about here? Uh, Chelsea, I guess it it has to be Chelsea or Manchester United. Yeah, it's Chelsea. You lose you lose at home to Luton Town or drop points at home to Luton Town. You're in a world of hurt. Did you hear about Manchester United losing 3-0 to Burnley in a pl- clo- behind closed doors friendly uh yesterday, maybe Wednesday? I did, like I did that. not hear that. That's that's <laughs> that's just big journalism right there from Adam. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, there's uh interesting things going on in Manchester United camp. Uh quickly on here, man. Mason Mount is out for the next week with a hamstring injury. And then Chelsea, Chukumeka is out, and they're they're already struggling with injuries. Romeo Lavia is not ready to start. Caicedo probably going to come in and get a start. Uh, so immediately Chelsea have just massive injury issues already with Nkuku out for a few months. Uh, just so some interesting things here just with uh, cup games coming up as well. So depth is, is already a question, even though Chelsea have spent – so much money on these guys that they already have so many, you know, expected starters just out with injuries. So something to keep an eye on here as we get going. I like so many of the Chelsea players as like players that aren't by themselves and they're not playing for Chelsea, but like when they join them, like whatever, like let's, let's watch the money burn. I mean, yeah, what Pulisic uh, scoring his first AC Milan goal and everyone's like, Oh, Chelsea shouldn't let him go. Yeah, but, yeah, it's so dumb. And then they got Loftus Cheek in the starting eleven at Milan. Like, I mean, Olivia Giroud just laying it off perfectly too. Is <laughs> like I said, I love Chelsea players when they're not at Chelsea. Football yeah, football. these guys had their run at Chelsea. I, I, I don't think they needed to continue anymore. Yeah. Um, granted, we just kind of said this about you know Pape Sar and Basuma. It was like these guys had their careers kind of revived with the new manager. Maybe that could happen at Chelsea, but you know Pochettino yeah. wanted wanted certain players and he didn't want these guys, so they weren't yeah. going to play anyways. Like Pulisic's role, I don't think was going to change under yeah. Pochettino. So I mean, Connor Gallagher, at Crystal Palace, he was like their player of the season that year, and then he comes to Chelsea and it's like this kind of suspect. Yeah. All right, that's all we got here. Chris, you can find him at chro and 8 on Twitter. I am at Rotos Drake. Thanks for watching this show, and good luck in your bets, everyone. Hopefully uh, Chris can uh, get a bump back, get a boost back in his numbers, and hopefully uh, hopefully we get that plus 475. We'll be, we'll be glued into the West Ham race to five corners, we plus 475. Let's get it. We will. Thanks, Adam. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.